Welcome, everybody. Happy Monday morning. We are leaping into the week here with no other than Patrick Fingles right now of Leap. Um, before we jump into that, if this is your first time uh, joining us, this show is for my blue-collar entrepreneurs, um, anybody in the trades. Uh, you're getting your, your weekend done. It's time to switch off that brain. It's time to leap into the week right now. We're going to bring you some knowledge, some insights, some perspective to switch that brain off, switch it on the right way, and get started with your business here on this Monday morning. So happy Monday morning to you, Patrick, and your entire team over there at Leap. Happy Monday. Ready to go. All right, man. Ready to go here. Uh, time is going to be something we know is valuable for you. So if you're in your truck, uh, you're heading into work, you're just getting to the office and turning us on, we're going to keep this right to the point to bring value to you today. We are talking about those business indicators, everybody, those numbers, those KPIs, the things that you need to be tracking to make sure that you have a successful business. Patrick, I want to ask you question number one right here. Um, Leap is such an incredible platform uh, for contractors. You can track about anything you want in your business from the sales or operations side. But is there a number in your experience that is maybe more important than others or is rarely tracked and looked at and it should be? Tell me where you stand on this as far as the numbers are concerned. Um, you know, I, I want to answer this question a little bit big, but it's, it, it'll answer the question within the question. You know, right. you use the term KPIs, and I think everybody uses that term, KPI, KPI. Well, there's another term. It's called a metric. So what is a KPI? It's a key performance indicator. Well, what makes a key performance indicator versus a metric? A metric is a leading indicator. So, you know, the difference in that is everybody just throws that word around. Like, what's your KPIs? Closing percentage. What's your KPIs? Installation timeline. Well, there's a lot of things that can impact closing percentage. Like, if I were to say to you, what's a better closing percentage? You ran two leads and sold one, or you ran 20 leads and sold nine? Who's a stronger rep? You understand? So what I'm saying is you would say, well, the closing percentage would be 50%, but hey, two leads, it's a small sample size. Nine for 20, that's a solid number, but it's like 45%. Yep. So what are the metrics that support closing percentage? Like how do you, so those are the numbers that like people typically don't track that they, they need, that they need to track. Right. So it typically comes down to tracking rhythm. And whenever you go to like, you know, these other uh, kind of industry experts that, you know, or kind of trainers, they, I think most people lose the rhythms. How many phone calls did you make? Right. What was the answer rate of those phone calls? How many pitches did you get off? Right. You just go around, you talked about last week in the sales meeting, you go around the table, you know, you talked about that sales managers, like how many sales did you get last week? I got two. Terrible. I got one terrible. Well, I only worked one day cause I was on, I was on vacation. Right. So, you know, I, I think that the K if, it, if your KPI is two sales per week, there's scenarios in which you could do three sales per week and underperform and you could do one sale per week and you could overperform. So, you know, really tying, you know, typically the rule of thumb is there's typically three to four metrics per KPI. So think about like a math equation, one plus two plus three equals the KPI. So one, two, and three are metrics. KPI is the, the answer you know, um, which is one plus two plus three is six. Uh, but so the KPI would be six. So, you know, I think in, in, I think in all businesses, depending on whether you're in operations, like, you know, it's not like, Hey, you know, you would track KPIs and be like, what was our time to install? Um, you know, uh, what was our, uh, margin, you know, what was our closing percentage? 
Um, you know, uh, you know, and so you look at those things, but then, you know, what you really have to go, what are the metrics that support closing percentage? What are the metrics that support time to install? What are the metrics that support margin and how do we go upstream from them? Not on a reactive basis, but those are really the things you want to talk about. When you're in that salesman, you don't want to say how many sales do you have? The report's already telling us you have two. You want to say, what were your metrics? What were the activities? How many leads did you run? You know, how many of those did you, you know, uh, spend an hour in the house on, right? Like whatever your metrics are important that equal that KPI. The KPI doesn't tell the story. It, 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 it reports the story, right? What tells the story are the metrics. That was a long answer, but I think it's going upstream. Going upstream from whatever the key performance indicator is. When I hear metrics and what you're talking about, I hear habits. You know, what are your mm-hmm. habits each and every day? Are your habits to make 50 calls or is it to make the 30 calls? And then you're wondering why your KPI is where it is, why you're only closing three out of 10. Well, your Correct. habits are telling me you're not doing the things necessary. You're not, you're not doing the metrics in order to get there. Yeah. Um, it's almost like that precursor for, how you're going to get to that KPI that you want is going to be de- determined by the habits that you have each and every day. Those metrics, those driving forces behind it. Yeah, yeah, I would take that. That's right. I would say, you know, the, the metrics are the habits and the KPI is the result. So I, do you I, want to talk about the result or you want to talk about the habits? Yeah. And, you know, you know I, and that's, I where that, that's where that, you know, nine you know, first and and typically the reason you have why isn't everything a KPI? Typically, the reason you have three habits or four habits to drive a key performance indicator is to give you know autonomy because it's hard to say that every one of those habits is going to be true every single day. You got to knock on a hundred doors a day in order to keep this KPI. Well, it rained on Tuesday and Wednesday. So how, you know, is there any other flexibility? Oh, well, your knock to pitch set rate needs to be X. Okay, well, because I didn't knock, I didn't knock on the doors I was supposed to knock on last week for any number of circumstances, but I exceeded the set rate. So my KPI is still in check. So whenever you have a KPI, you typically give employees a couple different ways to get to it. And you might like that or you might not like that. That's why it's important to focus on the habit, not the result. The result, you know, you've heard those stories. You know, if we just play our play our playbook, play our plan, the scoreboard will take care of itself. The scoreboard is a KPI, right? Like yeah. the coach is not focused about the, the – he's not focused on the score. He's focused on the play. You know, he's yeah. focused on this set of downs, whatever it may be. So I think that's that's what people see. Like when you, when, when you look at reporting, people tend to want to run reports based on – you know, how much did I sell? You know, what was my closing percentage? You, you know, you, you really want to go upstream from that. You know, why did I sell what I sold? Why was my closing percentage what it was? Even if it was good and it met the KPI, is there room for improvement? Because you might hit your KPI and you might miss on all your habits and be like, well, holy crap, our, our KPI is not set right. You know? Well, you answered question number two, which is why this number is so important. But this leads into question number three that I had here for you this morning which is when do you know, Patrick, when to pivot? So let's just say you're not hitting those numbers, right? And as a manager, you're sitting there going, you know what, my my guys are, they do have the metrics and the habits that seem to be the right way. But still, you know, Patrick, I'm not hitting the numbers in this company that I want to hit. Is there a time, is it a feeling of, 
okay, we got to take a step back and switch up our approach right now. I am sure that in, in your time of doing business, and even at Leap, there have been shifts you've had to make in the business that were tough ones to make. How do you make that decision? So from a sheer metric perspective, I mean, if you think about like a mutual fund or something like that, they always use the term benchmark. You know, like right now, if you look at like stocks, it's like our mutual fund or a financial advisor, like, hey, we want to outperform the S&P 500. So the S&P 500 becomes the benchmark of what's possible. Right. And that's just an example. Closing percentages. There's benchmark closing percentages across the nation. Then you also have what are called internal benchmarks. If you're a company that's been in business for five or 10 years and you've established an internal benchmark, then that's the number to beat, but still represents good. You know, our five-year history, we average a 30% closing percentage. So that's where we benchmark. If we go below that, we know in excess of that or at benchmark is possible because it's benchmarked over history. So, you know, how do we do that? And then we're obviously always like, a, you know, a mutual fund that has an 8% return over a 20-year lifetime, you know, of course they want to return 10% or 12%. They're not just complacent at 8%. So, you know, I think when you're in a company, it's a loaded, a little bit of a loaded question because is the benchmark a historic benchmark? And if it is, you should try to incrementally improve it every year. And what you should do is you don't like, hey, we closed at 30% this year. I'm going to build a budget to close at 35%. No, you're not going to do that. You're going to build a budget to close at 30%. When you close sustained at 35% for a period of time, then the benchmark moves. You take that one year of 35% and you take it all the way back to the beginning. So the, the five-year average is 30%. The next year you closed at 35%. Now the six-year average is 31%. And that's our target to beat next year. So like a lot of times, like, you know, what people will do is, you know, you, cause you get like a hot sales guy or somebody comes in or there's, there's influence within your business and you start getting this result. And then that result becomes the standard. Well, then that person leaves or that manager leaves or that hailstorm leaves, whatever the scenario might be, you know, and the results start to fall down. And you sit there pounding your people to get back to that result. And it's just not possible because it was a spike. So you have to either set your hooks to, an industry benchmark if you're just starting the business and uh soon is that is that me uh sorry soon and uh it, sorry the thing was ringing uh and then you know soon after that you'll move to historic benchmarks and you'll try to kind of re-average that every year does that make sense it does and you, you already answered question number four which leads me to my last question this is something personally i want to know from you you've got these historic benchmarks which i i agree with but then you, you come out in the new sales meeting or you come out in the new quarter. And as a manager, you've got to push your people. I think you have to. I think you've got to drive sales. You've got to drive production. And the cat is away, the mice will play type thing. But if you're going to do that, how do you how do you set that number in your mind between something that seems that's crazy that Patrick brought that up to okay, we can do this. It seems out of reach, but it is possible. Um, I, I, I wonder where that fine balance between impossible, we can't do it, and okay, we got something realistic here, but we're going to have to work our ass off for it. How that yeah. fine line is balanced. So we go back right to our previous conversation. And trust me, I get this all the time. I'll have somebody come in to me even a senior leader say they're going to do something, give me a big old target. And I ask them how they're going to get there. And I don't believe the story. 
right? Um, so it's really important. So you go back to your habits. Don't mm -hmm. too often people start with the result. Hey, we're closing at 30%. We want to increase to 40%. Hey, we got a thousand leads last month. We want to get that to 2000 leads this month. And you, you focus on the KPI and then you work backwards from there. That's much harder than looking at the metrics and saying, Hey, you know, here's what drives our closing percentage. We close 10% on outbound leads. We close 50% on inbound leads. So if you aggregate the two together, it's a 30%. The mix of leads historically has been 70, 20, whatever it is, 50, 50. So like, we're going to dig into that and we're going to say, do we believe that we can increase our inbound leads by X? Or do we believe that we can increase our outbound leads closing percentage by X by doing this one little thing? So you kind of go upstream and you see if there's room for improvement in the habits like we just talked about. So it's much easier for your team to agree. Our habit, on average, we're knocking on 75 doors. Do you think now that it's March and the days are a little bit longer and it's May that we can knock on 90 doors? Like, are we all in on that? Okay, great. We can do that. Like everybody's bought in. Not talking to them about the KPI. We're just committing to knock on 90 doors. Then I'm going to take influence that metric. And then that's going to blow down into my KPI. Well, if we knock on 90 doors, I would expect our conversion rates to stay the same. Everything else is true. Okay, well, that's going to increase that KPI by two points. So instead of doing 100,000 or 200,000 this month, we think we can do 220 because the team is committed to knocking on 90 doors and we're projecting the same uh, the same conversion rates in, in the habits and metrics down from that. And that's how you really create a plan to drive a result and get buy-in from the people that typically have to drive the result, which, by the way, is never the person that wants that result or is declaring that result. So, you know, it's always a manager saying, Hey, we're going to do 500 this month instead of 300. We'll write the goal up. We're going to do the thermometer teams like, yes, because they're not going to say no, because in our interview questions, we know that people don't, they say what you want to hear. Uh, but there's no habits to get there. Just hope. Man, Just hope. If you folks, if you're not sitting at your desk and pulled your car over and taking some notes on this one right here, you're missing out. Um, I know I am right now. I'm going to tell you what I'm taking away from this one, Patrick. The KPI versus the metrics, the rhythm and the habits is what I love right there. And go back to the habits. Don't go back to the result when you're looking at setting these goals and these KPIs, as we've talked about, that you have for your team. You need to look at it realistically. Are the habits going to support the numbers that you're throwing out there? And those are three things I can take away from it. And I'm confident the audience can take away a lot more, man. I appreciate that, brother. Yeah, no coach ever rides his team out on the field and said, hey, the score is going to be 50 to 30. That's our goal. They they just going to win. And so they want to win by more. They want to do better. We're going to we're going to run the ball 37 times a quarter where, you know, whatever the case may be, like it's the habits. So yeah. spot on, spot on. Folks, if you can't take something away from this to leap into your week the right way, then I don't know what to tell you. All right. Um, me, I'm pumped up right now. I got a little sweat running down my back after this one. So uh, this is great stuff, Patrick. Thanks so much. Let me tell you, everybody, we got to thank Leap. They make this entire thing possible. The CRM for the professional contractor. Make sure that you go over to Leap to Digital. You can get all that right there. Sign up for a free uh, to, uh, webinar. They'll take you ever through everything that Leap can do for you. Until next time, join us next Monday morning. We're going to be talking about more things that can impact your business.
with Patrick Fingles, CEO of Leap. Till next time, everybody.